Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the reticent recluse himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. As we embark on a new calendar year, let's keep that forward-looking spirit alive and well. Let's embrace the idea that we must always look ahead and be productive and plan for the future. We must, in short, be proactive and leave very little to chance, which is where we, the World Trumpet Federation, enter the chat. You see, we know how difficult it is to keep advancing that trumpet agenda. We know what a challenge it can be to keep things interesting and extend those practice streaks. Yes, even beyond 100 days. And hey, with a new year on the doorstep and 365 actual days available for practice, why not use those? And to be sure you have what you need to accomplish this task, we want you saying WTF each and every time you pick up the trumpet. You can, of course, listen to The Open Bell, released each week on Tuesday. You could check out our website at www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to look for helpful information like lists, videos, and articles. Or you can just email us at theopenbell at gmail.com to get access to the information you need to outlast any short-sighted goals the Internet might be endorsing. The WTF, your home for the truth about trumpet. And by Dylan Music. It is our pleasure to partner with Dylan Music. Steve Dylan and his incredible team have been helping folks just like you for years and years. It's never been easier to get the personal service you're looking for when it's time to make the big decisions about horns, other gear, and accessories. In fact, you could pick up the phone and call 732-634-3399 and speak to our good friend Jim McCombs. And you can call the same number and ask for Perry Sutton. You can also go to www.dillonmusic.com and use the promo code OPENBELL5 to save 5% on all of your accessories. And of course, you could just make the pilgrimage to Woodbridge, New Jersey and see the epicenter of music greatness for yourself. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to rally, round up, and rectify information that we believe should be reconciled for reluctant and or rowdy trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by inventor, entrepreneur, and trumpeter, Dan Gosling. And I think about all the times when Chopsaver has saved me. Concerts, yeah. recitals, tours. Yeah. All those occasions when Dan's little invention made a difference. Then I tried to think about, take stock of the most challenging playing experience I've had and how Chopsaver got me through those. And you guys know my hometown does this amazing Fourth of July celebration. Oh yeah, in I fact, haven't. I've actually played it so big that it draws the likes of Joey Tartell <laughs> <laughs> to play in this all-star big band. Uh, and uh, but we're talking. We not, we're talking Brockway, Pennsylvania. We're talking here. Brockway, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. Let's yeah. make sure Ep we get that in there. Big time. Epicenter of the Great One Four. There it as is. I like to call it. Yeah. But what you may not realize is that I also play with a polka band during that celebration. And Joey, you missed this. Now that's in the parade, right? Yeah, we play on a float. You're like on a float. It's kind of a trailer, but right. it's sort of a float. <laughs> anyway, the band was started by our good friend Brad Genevro. Hey! hey. Brad's uncles, and the group's called the Friday Nighters. They, my parents used to go dance to the Friday Nighters. 
Right. Uh, when would they, like when would they do that? A couple towns over. Usually Friday night. There we go. Anyway, Brad and I are mostly kind of ringers, if you find imagine that, for the 4th of July and uh, the occasional assisted living facility gig during Christmas, which we've done before. Of course. Com- compensated in pot pie and yeah. cranberry juice. Mm, awesome. Anyway, all this to say, reminded me of one of the most challenging pieces in the polka band ep- mm-hmm. that I've ever played. One of the most grueling tunes for any trumpet player on a trailer being pulled by a pickup can endure. And if not for Chop Saber with SPF 15, I just, I don't think I would have made it. Wow. <laughs> so in honor... What's this great the, tune? What, what's what's the tune? The tune is by the one and only Frankie Yankovic. Oh yeah, now, that's, weird, that's Weird Al's. That's Weird Al's uh, uncle, right? Real I, uncle I, on his mother's side. No, I'm not kidding. I think that's true. I think it is. True. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll it look is. that up. All right. Anyway, Joey in heaven there is no beer. Now, <laughs> because of my time with the polka band, I've learned to sing this in English and Polish. <laughs> Oh, I, I love this and idea. And I thought I would do that for you this morning. We're excited now. Here we go. <laughs> this is so Happy good. New Year, everybody. In heaven, yes. there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. And when we're gone from here, our friends will be drinking all the beer. And now in Polish. La, 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. All right. Uh, I, I just no, done, I think you can. I've this actually... Some quick research, and it and, turns out yeah. that he is not related to fellow accordionist Weird Al Yankovic. I oh, thought, that, although related. they did collaborate, so that's where I got that mixed up. Sorry about so, that. Sorry for no, the misinformation. This actually happened. One of the first years I was on the float, of course, the accordion players are running the thing. They're up there on the microphone, and they're like, they're, like yeah. a young Myron Florin. Ex- wow, look at you. Oh, my word. <laughs> out of nowhere. Tartel wow. from, from downtown. Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm just gonna say that no one got that <laughs> no one got that that was inside inside so anyway guys singing it and we, yeah, we're all playing along and they start singing the verse and he goes now this time in polish and i'm like oh my god what's happening and everyone including the crowd starts lying they singing just do the on they just do it on law <laughs> oh my gosh completely caught me off guard anyway now you should just polka your way over to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL. Promo code! You get 15% off your order at Chopsaver. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, little polka. We've never talked about the polka. We should talk on a, thing. a lot more about polka. We should do a and polka the, the polka gig itself is, that's some playing. That's polka gigs are their stuff. own whole thing because there's not yes. a lot of rest in the polkas. <laughs> no. So you got to be really ready to go set up right or you could you could do some damage yeah, in a polka. You could. Yeah. yeah. Some real Absolutely. damage to your face. All right, Brian, what do you have for us? Okay, well, just Happy New Year, everybody. I know um, everybody's trying to restart, <clears throat> go back to basics, and I think it's a great idea to remember that when you're going back to basics, you're going back to Arben and Clark. And just remember, they were cornet players. Oh, here we, oh my! <laughs> seriously, we'll really? this is how you want to get start the new how year. We're starting, yes, it is. <laughs> it will uh, end with a real mouthpiece. Please play them on cornet. It will give you a whole new sense of technique, flow, ease, and most importantly, tone. You should play them on your trumpet too. But you want to really know how they're supposed to go. Play them mm. on your cornet. That's so you only advice. you only talked about the A B, uh, but not the A B. Oh no, the A C, right? Yeah, the Arbins and Clarks. But you Arbins want the A B Cs of cornet and trumpet, and oh. so that would be the Arbin Belt Clark. The be- <laughs> right, get the get the, the A B Cs. They're right there. Arbin Belk and Clark. We put them all right yeah, together. Yeah, the A B Cs. Belk on cornet. I haven't done those on cornet. Oh, his uh, 
The Lipsler well, things? That's a good idea. They yeah, float you pretty should well. Do. You should try that. You should pick 100 of them. And do and like one, do a one, day, a day, do one a day, day, and then you're done. And then, then you'd, you'd be finishing out. Then you'd be good. When would that end, Joey? If you only practiced 100 days, when would we be wrapping up? When, it, when are you starting? We talked about this. Well, starting January 1. We already talked about this. Did we? Uh, yeah, middle of April, right around tax time, remember? Oh, we tax talked about time, this that's right. Yeah. Tax day. Yeah, a little before that, but it'd be, you know. Well, Close. that depends how many days off in your 100 days of practice. Well, <laughs> but let's remember that a day off counts as a day in the 100 days of practice. No. Word. No. <laughs> I'll turn this whole podcast right it around. Does. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just day saying off counts. that's part of the velocity. Yeah, day 14, I'm not playing today. Okay, that's not a day of practice. But I'm thinking about it. Yes. Right. I'm thinking about not practicing and then executing that. <laughs> oh, man. That's some really and good work. Check. Check. <laughs> and as long as My I posted about it, then somehow point. I'm getting better. Brian, I like this idea. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Of course. I do. I think, yeah, I do. Set you off in the right direction. Well, it does. And I always like the idea of blending in some cornet sound with the trumpet sound all yeah. the time. It's a good place to come from. Yeah, it's not so yeah. blatty. You guys. It's not so bright and brittle. Man, I did play some trumpet this past week. <laughs> Just sounds so bright. Yeah. <laughs> Just so. I will say, after the embouchure change and the accident, my trumpet sound is brighter than it used to be. It is yeah. definitely. Um, I, I, I think you mean louder. Yeah, we know. It yeah, is we that. Know. <laughs> we know. You should be on the end of it that we're yeah. on. Yeah, you're still behind it. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're the ones that have to deal with that. I'm not the on the front business lines. end, for sure. We get the full muzzle blast of what you're doing back there. Oh, and blast is the right word for that. Holy blast holy. is the right word. <laughs> Just so, wait till you, you guys know, are here. We thought it might knock some of the decibels off of you, that whole thing, but it didn't. It I'm didn't thinking about that. hitting you with my car when I come out, just to see if we can take some off this year. Hey, I'm sitting right <laughs> here. I'm sitting right here. Let's see if I can wing both of you while I'm out. <laughs> you guys both relax a bit. Oh, <laughs> holy that's, moly. That's good. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, yeah, as Brian said, we're in the new year now. Everything's getting started. Everything's getting going. So that means, and I think I brought this up a little bit before, it's back to the orchestra time. So I'm back oh, out yes. on the road. Oh, right. yeah. So I'm uh, going to be in Houston with a plan a pop show. They're bringing in uh, Tony Desaire, who's a he puts on a great pop show. Singer, pianist, uh, writer, does a lot of really great stuff. And then I'm going to play a really weird concert out in uh, the St. Louis uh, with the St. Louis Symphony out in Missouri. Um, they're doing, they've got a, a an Ellington piece I'm going to be playing lead on. There's a, a Stravinsky piece I'm going to be playing fourth on, and then there's a Kurt Weill piece I'm going to be playing assistant on. That that there's the versatility that right there, you know, uh, with a real orchestra, them going, well, yeah, you'll just do all this, right? Yes, I will. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you have to switch chairs for the, each tune? Yeah. Yeah, you got to yes. move around. Yeah, you know, you set so up you're, you're on the set up. You're on the corner for the lead <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the they, they, they don't say or use corners. Orchestras generally set up then in, bump, in semi up. And you bumper up. Who's your bumper up when you're doing that? I don't have a bumper. He up. does not get I a bumper am, up. I am mm. the bumper up for one of the pieces, but then I'm in death row for the other one, according That's to right. you, yes. you people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but oh, a, yeah, a, a good couple of weeks, I. I really enjoy that part of things I get to go do, like playing with orchestra. I really enjoy doing it in, in any capacity, especially with really good orchestras like these. Uh, and of course, I'm going to get the really good Mexican food in Houston and then the really yes. good Italian food in St. Louis and the good hang all the way around. 
So, although I'm not sure what I'm going to do in St. Louis, Tom Drake retired this year. Oh, so I got to see if he's still around because he was usually sort of in charge of the hang. He right. would just walk over or text me a screenshot of this is where we're going. Like, here's wow. the restaurant. Here's the place after. I'm like, yes, Tom, because Tom's right there. And, and he, he was always, he always picked great places. Like, you show yeah. up, he's like, he's like, I said, what's here? He goes, oh, the burger's here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> burger. And it's like, oh, this place is amazing. You know, we went to an Italian place once where I asked the, uh, the server who only spoke Italian. I pointed at one thing in the menu and she just nodded. And I brought out this uh, uh, squid ink pasta. And oh. the boys looked at me and were like, what did, what did you get? I'm like, well, I went to a real Italian place. I'm getting this. What did you? And they get like more traditional American Italian type things. And they're like, how is that? I'm like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom's like, oh, this place is great. Get anything. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in. Right. So I'll have to see if Tom's around. But uh, back on the road, back out playing and back in school yes. and going at it. So it's time to, to get going here. And That's very beautiful. soon we'll be talking about uh, us getting together in real life. But uh, yeah. that's coming coming yeah. up in about a month. Right around in the about corner. About a month. If you're anywhere near Westchester, you should be coming there. And if you're anywhere near Atlantic City, we should come here. The uh, come here, Brian's band. That's the, band, that's yeah. the NAFME National Conference. Is that it's right? The Jersey Conference. Oh, the Jersey Conference. Yeah, the Jersey version of it. Jersey version of it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if anything, everything goes well on this screen on my right, we'll have a new trio being premiered there. New yeah. trio. We might have new music by Doctor Stillman and everything. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, it's, I'm just excited to get the year going and get back out playing and teaching and doing all the stuff. So let's go. Good. Let's go. Bill, what do you got for us this morning? Uh, well, I was, you know, quick recap on the Christmas gigs. So much fun. You played so much like playing. all of the churches in played your all. Is that right? I played. Were you all, on like, I am Christmas's trumpet player in this region. Right. You had yes. like some dedicated Uber just running you from church to church. That's what was, you did for I the mean, week, right? I've done this enough now. Town car. It's been Down, of course, of course, you're Down big car. time. They they know who you big are. Big time. It's yeah. sort of a actually what they use. It's they're all Catholic churches. I'm actually in the Pope Mobile. I like this. Yeah, the glass yeah. box thing. Just in do they case call, do they call it the stove the Stowmobile? Do they call yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Do you get a hat um, with that? You, you should yeah, get like that. Yeah, but I don't. I know it's too, it's too much. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's a good well, look it's not pretty warm. I gotta have a good beanie. My head's cold all the time. Yeah, well, there's so, a reason for that. <laughs> Joey says as he touches his head. Lack of insulation. Giving us a, Joey time. always always has a hat on. I've got I've got the hair helmet going. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, we have more important and pressing matters to get to this morning, and so I have to, I'm going to put that. Yeah, we do. Well, we got this, stuff. You brought it up. I I know, but I just wanted to say that you know I, that's what I was going to talk about, but now I have to talk about this because I got a message just this morning. Uh-oh. At six fifty four a.m. from Perry Sutton. Oh, oh yes. uh, hey, all right. What is what is uh, just Ad- listening Admiral this morning? Perry Sutton, have to Admiral Perry. <laughs> You're <laughs> well welcome. done. That was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, we could have gone with William the Refrigerator Perry Sutton. We could have, <laughs> but I Admiral, wouldn't do that. Or Admiral or Perry William, Sutton, or William the Refrigerator Perry Sutton Foster. We could do. Well, that. That's where I was going to go. I was <laughs> yeah, Admiral Sutton Foster yes. at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, what anyway, is up with what's up with Perry? Well, one thing is speaking I'm, of Jersey, I misspoke on the yes. last podcast and gave the wrong number for Dylan. So let oh, me put no. that here: seven three two six three four three three nine nine. I think I had a five in there, but it's seven three two six three four three three nine nine. And of course, we love having Dylan's on board. And and Jim and Perry are listening closely because he then says, also. 
Super nitpicky on my part, which I feel Joey would appreciate. I've noticed the terms keyed bugle and keyed trumpet being used interchangeably on the podcast. I love this. Uh-oh. And he said, <laughs> as, the resi- as the resident early music nerd, part of the listening demographic, I should point out that the key trumpet is of Austrian origin, has a cylindrical bore, and is the full length of a natural trumpet of the corresponding keys, and in addition to the Hummel and Haydn concerti, was used in Italian opera literature up through the Belcanto area era. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy right now. He goes on to say, <laughs> the keyed bugle, you're not going to like where this goes. Oh, I'm loving this. He's all uh, in. Uh, we'll see. The keyed bugle is of English origin, has a conical bore, and is half the length of the corresponding natural trumpet. It was typically only in B-flat and E-flat, though later some were produced in C. Used primarily in military bands and salon music and remained in use almost up until the very end of the 19th century. So really, in terms of the open bell, the keyed bugle has more in common with the cornet lineage, which yeah. makes Brian, the podcast keyed bugle guy, eschewing any claims he might make to Anton Beininger. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> All right. So what we've done is just cut Brian out of the Beininger lineage. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, yeah. com- I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah, this is brutal. <laughs> and, and Perry is, I mean, you know, we know Perry works there and does this, but Perry is also, at, he performs early music. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Like, he's for real. On he's the, the highest guy. level. So we're yeah. we're going to go ahead and defer to him as 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 we should here oh, he in his, his expertise and and cut Brian right out right, right out. out. Well, that was easy. Yeah, yeah. That so didn't hurt. I, that didn't hurt a bit. Thanks. I Perry. said I said to Perry, we're recording this morning. <laughs> Thanks for the fodder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Admiral Perry, you have done amazing work. <laughs> Perry is also a good shoe guy. We have discussed shoes many times. So, oh yeah, and uh, a chef. Have you yeah. seen his the food? Uh, yeah. We've talked about it before. The food he posts is pretty. Yeah. And I love. He's like, I just was poking around in the fridge and thought I'd use up what I have. Poof. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like MacGyver. Yeah, <laughs> With food, food MacGyver. Yeah, I had a paper clip and some and a match, and somehow I made creme brulee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know how that works. He also so. is an excellent golfer, and if you want a mouthpiece made, he makes some mouthpieces while yeah. he's golfing. He's while he's golf, man. Yeah. lathe on the back of the golf cart. And now knows that Brian is right out. <laughs> right out. So uh, I love the clarification. Who, so it was the Brits that were playing the keyed bugles. Yes. That makes mm. sense. <laughs> that explains, <laughs> explains so much about your playing. Everything. Brian. Right. This explains <laughs> everything. Everything about your playing. Lock and load. <laughs> yeah. 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 And military bands. That's why Brian's so loud. Yeah. See, they're all they're yeah. playing outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta be heard over the Yorkshire Dales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the Yorkshire Hills? I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> You're welcome. The hills and dales. There it is. <laughs> well well done. And really, his timing on this couldn't be better because it, we have a new game today. <laughs> a oh. new game? It's a new game. Okay. All right. What is our new game called? <laughs> the new game, Hiding in Plain Sight. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, oh, Joey, no. that was one of the most creative bumpers you've ever done. Did you like, did you like that one? Uh, that was outstanding. You're welcome. 
Hide in plain sight is very simple. It's a trivia game about the Hide concerto. And I know what you're thinking. How much more could we talk about this and still have new stuff to worry about? A lot. Apparently, again. <laughs> Apparently, at least there's five no more minutes. There's no end to it. <laughs> I think there's a lot about this we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're about there's to a, be exposed. Other, other people might agree with us. <laughs> there's a lot about this that I could still keep making up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, are you question are you ready for question one? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Anton Weidinger. Question number one. Question not the, number one. <laughs> not the right answer. It's always the right I'm answer. still hung up on the bumper. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I work on these things. I take these very seriously. What's crazy is like how do you pick the keys? Because last week's respect to double C was amazing. Well, that was yeah, sort of called it was almost like a called shot. And the hiding in E flat. <laughs> Pointed to the fence. Normally an E flat. But your decision to do it down a third so you could put a double C on the end of it again was amazing. <laughs> well, down, you mean you mean down a minor third. Down, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean oh it's brilliant because I would never think to do it in that key. Well, no, of course not. That's why no. I do these. Yeah. <laughs> gosh. But how, what's amazing is, and I know you track these, but the fact that you dropped that pedal C in <laughs> just before it on the flugel was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 wow. I, I appreciate that you, you take the time to really notice the details of what I'm doing here. Of course. <laughs> oh, I know you put a lot of work into those. I really do. All right, question number one. Question number one. <laughs> In what year did Franz Joseph Haydn write his now famous concerto for Clarino and E flat? I think I know this. Do we have choices or do we? Oh, or yeah. We just have to guess. A, okay. 1796. B, 1799. C, a leap year. D, A, and C. He wrote it in two different years. <laughs> Although 1796 is a leap year. So would that constitute would that constitute A and C? A and C is A and C is you know, that, Yeah, I think it's D A and C because I do well, think it's, it's 1796. It is 1796 and, and 1796 a was a leap year and I just really wrote this question to see if you knew that. <laughs> that I knew that it was a leap year. Seventeen ninety six was a leap year. Yeah, yeah, divisible by four. And you know, you know how you can tell what numbers are divisible by four, right? This is basic math. Please tell us, Joey. Yeah, people tell need us. to know. People, you guys are know. laughing, but I'm not kidding. No. All you have to no. do for any number of any length is look at the last two digits of that number. If those last two digits are divisible by four, the entire number is divisible by four. There you go. And right. therefore, a leap year. And up until when we were little kids, uh, an Olympic year, they always used to be the same. But then they started splitting the Olympics in other even-numbered years. But, yeah, so 1796, since 96 is divisible by 4, right? Right. Beautiful. That means yeah. that the whole number is divisible by 4. Right. It works with everything. We yeah. learned this in elementary school. There it is. So, yeah, yeah but... the answer is D-A-N-C. D-A-N-C. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Brian is still scratching his I head. I love it. I love oh, it. And it's easy to see that 96 is divisible by 4, right? You put the 4 into the 9, 2, you got 1 left over, and 4 into 16. There we yeah, go. That makes perfect sense. Right? 24. Yeah. 
I love it. Or very easily into a hundred, you know that it's twenty-five, right? Because mm-hmm. there are four quarters in a year, and that's and you just take four off the hundred, and it's that's twenty-four. So you're saying the year one hundred was a leap year? It could could have been <laughs> if we were using we weren't using a Gregorian calendar yet, so probably not. You know how you so, yell wagger at me? I just want to yell <laughs> polymath at you. <laughs> nobody's nobody's paying me to put a turtleneck on and be a polymath. <laughs> no, we just have to tune into the podcast. And hear you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right. Question number two. Anton. Question number two. In what year did Anton Weidinger perform the now famous concerto in E flat? Oh, you're not going to like my answer to this. <laughs> A, 1796, B, 1797, C, 1800, D, 1801. I think I know this, too. Brian, do you know this? It's 97. He performed it a year later. I don't think so. I think it was 1800. I think it... it, And the right answer is C, 1800. Is it really? He waited that long? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, those orchestras, they have like a full season. They got their pop shows. They got their Christmas shows. (laughs) They got their guest (laughs) stars set out. He had to get it on the program. Yeah. (laughs) It's union. I mean, mean? union gigs, the stagehands, props. Yeah. Get the lighting right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I heard he got the first year he was bumped for a vocalist because they thought that would sell better. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that goes. I think it was the second year. it It was a Broadway show. Yeah, ninety-seven is always that was always the uh, year of the uh, piano concerto. It wasn't that he, it wasn't that he just couldn't play it. No, not yet. He was still writing his cadenza in ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's still writing his cadenza. Yeah, obviously. That's oh, beautiful. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, eighteen hundred rolled around. Yeah. And they had booked another group. Uh, which then backed out. Which they is missed how their they had tra- room. I, I heard they missed their train. Missed a train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they they plugged him right in. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. That's how that works. Revisionist history. Revisionist trumpet history. That's us. That is us. <laughs> You're welcome. RTH. All right. Number three. Number Question three. Question number three. How old was Franz Joseph Haydn when he wrote his now famous concerto in E flat? Oh, he was old. A, was... 35. B, 64, C, 52, or D, none of the above? He definitely wasn't 35. It was later in his career, and people didn't live. That was the last concerto he wrote. It had to be in his 60s, right? Yeah, 64. I'll go 64. B is the right answer, boys. 64. Well done. Almost as old as Bill. I'm just saying, I've got time. Get through not this much. trio, maybe I'll start on that concerto. <laughs> but go. yeah, but not much. <laughs> but you got to remember, you got to wait four time. years until one of us is going to play it. Until it's performed, <laughs> it's going to keep getting bumped. That's right. Right. Yeah, we're nailing it. All right. Question four. Question four. I love when he does that. <laughs> While Haydn's compositional output was prolific, his concerto in E flat for Clarino is often referred to as A, his most popular work. B, the bane of our existence. <laughs> C, <laughs> C, a true test of one's will. Or D, boring. Uh, I think it's 
probably been called all of those things at one time yes. or another. It's <laughs> yeah, all it's, of the above. It, it's mm. definitely not his most popular work. I mean, Haydn wrote some real some stuff out there that people actually know, and they, I don't think they all know his trumpet concerto. Right. It's it's D. That's what trumpet players call it. No, I Boring. think it's the test. It's the test. A true it's test a real test. Well. True it's test. actually, I found this in a couple places, his most popular work. No, no it is not. Come on. I want to tell you. Haydn? Think about all the places it's been used. It was used in Squid Game. Sure. For Pete's sake. <laughs> sure. Did you, did you watch that, Joey? I did watch that. And yeah, you knew it, Haydn was in there. Uh, well, I, when I heard, pretty, uh, once yeah. I heard it, I'm like, I think it's the Haydn well, Turner. That's, <laughs> that's odd. All right. His most popular work? Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's people say. Interesting. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah. All right, number four. Question that, four. That was number four. Question five. Question five. Counting. Well, it is common knowledge that Haydn wrote the concerto in E flat for key bugle, virtuoso Anton Weininger. Or is it key trumpet? Key trumpet. Key trumpet, virtuoso Anton Weininger. Let's, let's call Admiral, Admiral Perry. Let's get yeah. him on the phone. A little is known about compensation. Historical records indicate that Haydn was likely paid in A, chickens. <laughs> B beverages, C Deutschmark, or D a first round to be picked named later. <laughs> well, this was obviously it was a, a draft pick to be named later. I mean, uh, he wasn't worried about the money at this point. He just wanted players to build rebuild his team. <laughs> you don't what you don't know about Haydn is he was a huge fantasy football player. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So. Yeah. The whole draft kings. Okay, that's <laughs> exactly. what we're talking about. That's what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> Compensation. Compensated in beer. Yeah, you think Anton just bought him some beers and yes. wrote him a concerto? That yeah. sounds reasonable. I think B beverages is the right answer. Yeah, We're making that up. Yeah. We're completely making it up. <laughs> of course. But if they Beat. wanted us to know, they should have written it down somewhere. It beats chickens. So I'd much rather get paid in beverages than chickens. Yeah. So would Brian. Yeah, no, Brian already sure. has chickens. <laughs> And beverages. Right. Which he's not going to eat. <laughs> no. I mean, he's not going to eat their eggs either. No. No. He has chickens that produce eggs, and he Brian, does nothing with either. Well, the you're chickens terrible, are currently on strike. Terrible farmer. That's because yeah. you're not eating stuff. <laughs> they know. They're offended. They're, they're offended yes. that they live with vegans. <laughs> <laughs> you're offending your own chicken. They're looking they're at happy. each other like... What are the chances? <laughs> They're like, hey, listen, there's sort of a natural order of things here, and you guys are screwing it up. <laughs> oh, not good enough for you? Okay. Fine. No eggs for free you. Loaders. No, free loaders. No eggs for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like they're on strike. They're unionizing. They That's right. They are on strike. All right. They're in Jersey. It's a strong union state. I, I support their right to union. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm with the chickens. Maybe they just want to be moved in for the winter. I'm with the chickens. <laughs> yes. I'm with the chickens. <laughs> I'm with the chickens on this. Support the Appleby Weinberg chickens. <laughs> Where's my sign? <laughs> I'm going to start a website. <laughs> AWC. AWC. <laughs> All right. Question six. Question six. Before its public premiere, the concerto had to be performed in private first. This is the rule which of the following suggestions by Weidinger which of the following suggestions by Weidinger did Haydn accept a at your church b at your pub 
C at your mom's house. D, A, and C. <laughs> I like when we get really into the actual accurate history of this and take this very seriously as the pedagogues that we are. Clearly, clearly, it was to be at the pub. You get a nice loose audience, and then you pay them in beer. Right. Brian? Yeah, I'm I'm into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in with that, too. It's the pub. I just had a good time imagining Hyden saying to Weininger, where should we do this? And and Weininger saying, at your mom's house. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. She doesn't good. like it. Nobody will like it. Exactly. exactly. But I think the pub is the. It's a concert only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And one bonus question. Bonus question. Bonus question. Bonus round. The recently discovered fourth movement of the concerto by Haydn can best be described as A, angular, B, laced with mixed meter, C, unnecessarily difficult, D, a heavy lift with very little reward. I'm going to go ahead and say E, all of the above. (laughs) I was was shocked, shocked by the mixed meter for that era. I and was it just too. Never Weird. comes off the so face. So difficult. No. Never comes off the face. Which I mean, explains right. why people yeah. just don't do it. Right. That's why they leave it off. It's almost yeah. like he was angry at having to write it. Yeah. Yeah. Every program I get to, every recital. You want to know why? Like, yeah. Flip it open. Anton, and go, oh, Anton paid him off in Blue Moon and he got really mad. Right. Yeah. That, that would make anybody <laughs> so, angry. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think these questions have really pieced together some of the missing missing points in the history of this amazing and, and right now perry's not mad at us at all nope he's <laughs> no. totally on board it's not screaming and yelling at all <laughs> with all of this very heavily researched accurate factual information this doesn't air for a week and he's his stomach is upset right now fair he's home and he knows something just isn't right something's yet. wrong in the universe yeah well well done joey won the game again more correct answers than you're Brian. welcome as usual and, uh, you're welcome yeah Outstanding. Time for a couple things. You know, that bumper, too. Yeah. It's good. I've said it before. I appreciate that. It's good. Are you ever thinking about doing it, like redoing it? I thought about like doing a whole revision on all of them, but I haven't like done a, it yet. Up a step, maybe. <laughs> no? <laughs> I was thinking about just like rethinking it, doing a whole different concept. Oh, a whole different take on it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you like know. entirely conical. Ooh, I could, you could do that. I could do that. Yeah. You could do that. You could do that with alto flugelhorn, yeah. flugelhorn, yeah. E flat cornet, and cornet, B flat cornet, cornet yeah. and B flat cornet, cornet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And your shirts are picked. That's not really considered conical. It's not. It? It's not. It's cylinder. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah, because that would have been nice. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, cap that. All right. Anyway, great bumper. Thanks. So there's perhaps no greater threat to your growth as a player than the myth of hacks. We have raged against shortcuts before. We've warned against the idea that anything other than putting in the work is a fool's errand. And we have gone as far as to say that 100 days may not be quite enough. But clearly, there's no shortage of enticing hacks to make your trumpeting life better. We're here to help you stay vigilant and aware and deliver this message. If it's too good to be true... Or weird. It probably is. Boys, let's hack away at these hacks. Let's go in, especially into the new year. I know over the holidays, people really market heavily. And they often mark heavily, market heavily in the same way. 
of, hey, listen, you're going to be traveling. You're not going to have time and you're going to do this. And I know I've said it before and I will say it again. Mm. What they are doing is saying, hey, you don't need to practice. You just need to do this instead. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing that just makes my blood boil. There is no substitute for time on the horn. So even if these things you might think, well, I mean, that kind of makes some sense, or that's a very well-known player or somebody that I might think is kind of cool and they, they might know stuff I don't know. Even if everything they say is absolutely true, there is no substitute for time on the horn. Now, here's the one thing I want to go at first. Oftentimes, you're going to hear some variation of this. Well, think about athletes. Like mm. if you're going to be a, a world-class, you know, basketball player or athlete, you know, there's things you do away from that, you know, and, and I'm thinking, well, that, that's true. We're athletes. Yeah. That would, that would make a lot of sense. We're not athletes. We are <laughs> artists. We are artists. So what we are building is the coordination of the entire process. Mm. Right. So, Hey, if there are injuries or there are things that force time away and there's some things to do instead of sure. But the idea that you would spend time doing one singular aspect instead of actually the entire thing isn't nearly as valuable. It's just not. Are you saying there's no shortage of hacks, hawking hacks? Yes, that is exactly right. Yeah. Hacks, hawking hacks. Boy, there's a website that we should start. Yeah, this, is, this is my fear that we might talk about hacks today and not hacks. Yes, yes, they're hacked, and that is often the case, although I want to be fair here, too. Oftentimes, sometimes the people delivering the hack messages we might think of as a little hacky ourselves, but there are really well-known, well-respected, yes. world-class players mm -hmm. that are also sometimes out there marketing what looks to me like a shortcut that is something to do, again, instead of practicing. and. Right. It doesn't work. Well, and some of these things just don't, they don't work. In other words, there's no correlation. Mm -hmm. We've <laughs> seen this, right? It would be great if there were, this is the thing with, if you're a runner or a cyclist, whatever, and you're lifting weights or you're, okay, yes, those they, they correlate to muscle groups or whatever else, right? There's a correlation there. But there are some of these things that, and Joey, we've seen you try these things that you yeah. like literally can't do. I love it. But I then you then videos. you pick up your horn and can clearly play. Uh yeah. I, I mean let's let's just be honest here, and I don't think any of us have any shortage of ego, especially me. Um <laughs> all in favor. All of us are are professional level trumpet players and trumpet teachers. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're saying, hey, listen, this is something that's really going to help you get over the top, and it's something that professional players can't do, <laughs> then it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm then at a, at a level of frustration of saying, okay, if there are professional players, and not just me, other well-known professional players have tried some of these mm -hmm. things and go, yeah, I can't do that at all. Right. How is that helping somebody who can't do it get there? Right. And in fact, I would say could become a complete distraction and really frustrating to the point where you think I need to really spend some time trying to figure out how to do this so that I can get better. And there's no correlation. Right. 
You know, it would a little be like there was an old comedy team. I wish I could remember them, and and they would say, uh, you know, like, hey, so why do you keep why do you keep that thermos on your desk? And they said, oh, it keeps the wolverines away. He said, what? Well, do you see any wolverines around here? No wolverines. No. Right. Well, no obviously wolverines that thing there. really works. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that with some of these hacks, like. You know, uh, like if I handed you a Rubik's Cube, no offense to Elliot, um, right. and said, tell you what. It's already if you, solved. If you can solve this Rubik's Cube, Oof. then you become a better trumpet player. Mm. And and then, you know, you, solve, you learn to solve the Rubik's Cube and you practice trumpet every day. And you say, well, God, I, I, I am a better trumpet player and I, now I know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. It could be really confusing to you as to what's actually doing that. Yeah. So... If you're really taking the time to practice intelligently, you don't need to do anything else. Out now, again, that's outside of injury and other sorts of things that force uh, things away from the horn. The playing of the trumpet is the work you need to do. The weightlifting part of that—that's right. the fundamental practice. Right. The artistry right. that we're talking about is the music. But the idea that we need need to be doing things that are off of the horn is not true there's nothing you need to do off the horn to be able to grow into the most complete trumpet player and musician you can on the horn it's just not a thing no all of the things we need the coordination we need of having this is my big frustration when you read uh, a lot of the things that people put up all of the hacky things uh, by hacks hawking hacks that brian that's genius (laughs) i will be using that for a very very long time (laughs) The hacks, hawking hacks, um, is usually uh, a lot of them get focused on one thing. They will say it's all about a your air. It's all about your tongue. It's all about your teeth. It's all about one thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. then they identify a hack to work on that one thing. What I have found over long, long periods of time is that that generally means you start overthinking and overworking that one aspect of trumpet playing where trumpet playing is really about the coordination of all of those things. And this is the nuanced part of the discussion that gets lost online. There's usually a tiny bit of truth built in to the hacks, right? right. They're like, hey, listen, yep. you know, it's all about your airstream. Well, yeah, we do use air when we play. So right. there's a little bit of truth built in. So you can't say, well, those people are completely full of garbage because they're not completely. They may be, I don't know, right. let's make up a fraction, seven-eighths, which would be 87.5% <laughs> for you people who want to do that, um, uh, in uh, 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 that much full of garbage, but not completely full. So there's some truth built in, which make you go, well, right, we do use air. I guess we should you probably do use work air. on air. I guess you're probably good to have done. But air is one part we do use our tongue. No offense to you personally, Bill. So people None then taken. say, well, you know, hey, uh, you you need to, and it should be, and it's got to be right here. And, you know, oh, it's about your teeth. Well, I mean, teeth are in my mouth. And you know, when you put the mouthpiece up, it does set and on the lips on the teeth. So, I, you know, there's a little bit of truth there. So you think, well, maybe I should do. But it's really about making all of those things working together. The coordination of all of those things working together is what the actual work of trumpet playing is. Yeah. So if you start identifying one of those things and overdoing that one part, most of the time you're going to also end up underdoing all of the other parts. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So it's all about building. Yeah, so sure. how do you build all of those parts at the same time? It's crazy. What you do is you play <laughs> the trumpet every day. 
Yeah. Right. You actually put the yeah. mouthpiece into the horn and you practice all of those things at once. But what if the thing I'm using is shaped like a trumpet? <laughs> <laughs> well, now is we're getting somewhere. Actually... <laughs> because yeah. my trumpet doesn't actually measure how well I'm doing with a gauge oh, right. or so you should, you should have a gauge or some valves, visual... that uh, valves that aren't connected to anything. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have some that, other option. I yeah. need the, vi you know, I know you love this because I'm a visual learner, Joey. <laughs> you have got to stop with that. <laughs> you, I was going to send you 10 more articles tonight now. <laughs> 10. That's, that's what I'm going to do until you learn. Because you can read it, them. You'll see them. You'll learn. <laughs> yeah, if you're so visual, read this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Read it and weep. Yes. But I, I've, you know, of course, we have followed these things, some of them, and we've, we've to the point where it's like, here's this thing that you do that will improve the way you use your air. Now I'm going to connect it to this, this thing that now has valves like a trumpet. It looks like a trumpet, but yeah. it isn't one. No, nope. it's not one. And but if you want to travel with it, here's the thing you could put it in. Well, that looks like a trumpet case. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, Just I take know. my trumpet. Uh, right. Uh, it is that kind of funny weird. to see something that started off uh, as, hey, listen, uh, oftentimes marketed as if you're traveling, if you don't have the time, if you don't have the space, just do this instead, which, again, I don't agree with the concept of right. then expanded to, hey, not only is this like a little travel thing, but now we've attached something so that it's like got valves. So <laughs> now you're right. It's essentially the size of a trumpet. And, and if I needed something to practice that's about the size of a trumpet to help me get better at playing a trumpet, I don't know. You I might just use a trumpet. I'm just thinking you might opt for a trumpet. That and even weird. I will even say this, like uh, uh, there are lots of trumpet players who, you know, sometimes if you do travel a lot and you are cramped for space, um, have gone with pocket trumpets. And I will say, yeah. when we were growing up, most pocket trumpets were not great instruments. That's there terrible. are better pocket trumpets oh, out there yeah. now, but they tightly were... wound. There's always they always get a little bit squirrely. But there's some better horns out on the market that are just little bitty, like almost fit in the palm of my hand. You know, I have big hands, but um, like if you're really cramped for space, I would opt for a pocket trumpet before I would opt for one of these things because then at least you're doing some real playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put up, put up. Put a trump a mouthpiece in there and put a practice mute in. Yeah. We did that on our bike trip from DC to Pittsburgh. Kate mm -hmm. carried my pocket trumpet. You had a pocket trumpet on the back yeah. of her on the back of her bike. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Yeah, they're practice light. They're mouthpiece. small. You can throw them in a backpack. And you're just it's not perfect. that worried about them. Yeah. 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 Uh, are there any? So funny. I, I'm just trying to think. I've kind of racked my brain on this. Are there are there any out there where there is a correlation of you hacks? Know? Like a, a hack, something that's supposed to be a shortcut to something. I can't really. No. The only thing I'm, I'm going to give and yield any ground on here is if there's injury or forced time off. And you need to work some of the same ideas of how you're playing, but aren't you aren't able to play. And right. then I'm then I'm OK with that. And if you want to, you know, take some tools and, and, and take some little gadgety things and and, and, and use them as rehab. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're good with that. But even then, once you come back, then you're still building the whole coordination of everything going again. And that's the really important part. Yeah. If you're not able to take a full breath and go, if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, and you want to do something else along the way to kind of make yourself feel like you're still going, knock yourself out. Great.
Yeah. But once you're able to really start playing the trumpet again, that's all you need to do. Now, there's is there any video of this session that you did at ITG a few years back? I don't know of any, no. <laughs> I got myself in some trouble. <laughs> for those who, for those of you who don't know, this actually started in a Trumbamundi rehearsal mm-hmm. where it got really intense one day. We were all getting getting intense working on some stuff. And I said, Oh guys, I brought you guys some presents. And so I just started doing kind of a bit on gadgets and kind of how silly I found them. And then there was a general consensus in the room that, oh, you should you should actually do this. You do a this session. So a I did a session, session at ITG. Yeah. Was that Hershey? Is that where I did that? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I entitled it The Emperor's, uh, the <laughs> Emperor's uh, New Clothes, Gadgets in the Trumpet World. And I thought <laughs> with that title, I was being very, very yeah. clear about Tongue what I was saying. Enough. Sure. What I was sure. saying here. But just before I was going on, and Amy Gilreath was going to introduce me, and Amy, of course, is awesome. So we're just mm-hmm. backstage chat, uh, getting ready, and the, the room was very crowded. Sometimes for those kind of talking presentations, people don't really show up, but the room was very full, which was nice. This guy came up to me, and I don't know who he is, so I'm actually hoping right now he's not a listener because I can say <laughs> bad things about him. <laughs> and he said, oh, no. hey, Joey, um, listen, I know you're about to do the thing, but I've got this thing, and he pulls out what looks like um, – it's a piece of cloth and it was in a bright color. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you don't have a good place where you could like empty your spit, empty your water and stuff like that. So I put this together and put this together and it's double-sided and it's very absorbent and like two different colors. You can do any colors you want. And I don't know if this is the kind of thing you're thinking about. And I looked him dead in the eye and I said, you've invented the handkerchief. <laughs> you were in the zone <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah he, he took two pieces of brightly colored fabric and sewed them together and and he looked right at me he was like I, 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 and he kind of walked away and amy looked at me it's like i can't believe you said that and i said he's like oh I, yeah he's thinking he invented this trumpet gadget he invented a handkerchief it's, it's a, a handkerchief. two-sided absorbent piece of fabric yeah. trumpet hand come piece. on this is ridiculous now, and so wow. i did go on to basically my overarching concept of that was not to hammer the people making these so much mm-hmm. as the people who are saying do this instead, instead of, of practicing right. Right. The rule is simple. It, it, you know, there is no substitute to actually practice. So even and and Terry Warbert and I had a long conversation as he thought I was uh, trashing the Pete, mm-hmm. the partial embouchure training exerciser. Mm-hmm. And although I was poking some lighthearted fun, Terry's website, to be fair to Terry, says this is not a substitute for practice. This could be used in addition to to help blah, 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 blah. Right. Sure. And, and I went and talked to Terry because he was mad at me and I've known Terry for a long time. I said, Terry. I actually read from your website that said all of these things, and I agree with those things. But every person that you're endorsing, what do they say? And he's like, I know, I know. Hey, listen, <laughs> I didn't have time. So instead of practicing, hey, on the plane, I just did this instead of practicing, instead yep. of practicing. And I said, that's the overarching message. Right. Not instead of. There is no. no instead of practicing, and that's way too often what these hacks turn into. These hacks turn into, you don't need to practice the trumpet. Just buy my my little tool here and mess around with that. That's not going to do it, period. No. Nope. Never has, never will. I really, no. I didn't get to go to that session, but well, man. There is a video that you did for the one of the ITGs, right? Oh, like I did a, the COVID, the COVID oh, ITG. That's that. Well, yeah, I did a follow up. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That's I was available. Asked, I was asked to do a sequel. Yeah, John has a John has a whole shelf in his office of stuff. 
John, our, our good friend, Dr. John Marciano at University of Mexico calls it the shelf of stupidity. And yeah. he, I think at least once a year as part of his studio class, they do a gadget master class where he kind of goes off in a very lighthearted way and takes yeah, those yeah. things apart. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, obviously to prove the same point, which yeah. we've Trying hammered on for years. It. Absolutely. I'm a little disappointed, though. I mean, this is where I knew we were going to go with this, but then Brian brought up his thing, and the, the idea of talking actually about people we think are hacks would be a way better episode. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> That's a long episode. If you, you want to hear that, list. you can email us at theopenbell at gmail.com. <laughs> we're going to do a top ten list of hacky trumpet players. We're going <laughs> to... Oh my God! And now, this won't be on us. How are we going to get that down to ten? We're just going to whatever you send in, we'll talk about. Oh, we'll wow! Dissect. Oh, there we wow. go. Wow! Send in your list of hacks. Oh yes, I like that idea. If you send us who you think are the hacky trumpet players, that's awesome. Top three names on the list, right here. Yeah, the open bell. Yes. here we are. One, two, and three. Oh, okay. Except Speaking no of problem. the opposite of that, if I could just change the subject for just a second, yeah, we're good. Is, yeah, is uh, over the holidays, um, my my colleague John Rummel was asked to play with the the Chicago Symphony Brass as a Christmas concert every oh, yeah. single year at yeah. Young Midwest, yeah. and he yep. was asked to come play. So he nice. was part of the trumpet section in that, and uh, you know, we. I have not. I've met Esteban uh, just for a second, but I don't know him at all, and I haven't heard mm. him play live yet. Yes, so John and the I, opposite of so that. that's what I mean. So John and I, yes. John and I were playing together over the holidays, and I said, "So how was Chicago? Had to be kind of cool." And he said, "Well, I got this sinus thing, but I'm doing okay." And he said, "But Esteban, um, yeah, it's like nothing's a problem." Because <laughs> he, <says, laughs> he, he, he said the, they did a brass quintet uh, thing, which was kind of crazy and then there's all the brass right. music and stuff and and there's just uh, just all this playing all this playing all this playing and he said yeah. yeah he just puts it up and it just sounds astounding so i'm like oh yeah. i gotta get up there like he's only a couple hours away i haven't heard him play live yet so yeah but yeah speaking of the opposite of hacks i think that that that's <laughs> that we'll counts so that's he's he's counts. not gonna make the list is what we're no saying. no he was he's, not he's, don't even think about typing he's, he's, he's right not out. he's not gonna make that list i think yep. he's uh what's the word i'm looking for oh yeah he's good so he's good <laughs> he's yeah. very good yeah all right boys time for no offense Hey, the best way to practice the trumpet is to, well, practice the trumpet. <laughs> you uh, know, like if it. it looks like a trumpet, smells like a trumpet, but isn't a trumpet, you're doing it wrong. Just spend, <laughs> more, spend more time practicing and less like time trumpet. looking for shortcuts. You want to hack something, learn to hack how much commitment it takes <laughs> to be great at the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. If, there, if there's a hack in practicing the trumpet, it's to get in a room and be smart about how you're actually practicing the trumpet. End mm -hmm. of story. Our way is the fast way. Yeah, yeah, this is, believe it or not, I'm an efficiency expert. Like I'm I am always <laughs> looking, I am always looking for the easiest about way to do anything. Everything. Right. The easiest yes. way to play the trumpet at a very, very high level is to practice playing the trumpet in a smart and dedicated yeah. and dutiful way. There is no other way through. No other way. No. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, Joey is a great efficiency expert, especially with itineraries. So if you'd like him to proofread <laughs> any itineraries you've got. I'm still waiting on that February one. Where is that? I am, that? too. I don't know. Yeah. I thought we'd have it by now. I thought we'd have that. Um, I will say this. There are there are some great podcasts out there, like the Tim Ferriss podcast, which we have mentioned before. 
um, where they talk about sort of life hacks, mm-hmm. you know, like people who have found really amazing ways to do things. Yeah. Um, those aren't shortcuts. Those are really great hacks. Those are great perspectives, right. as it were. Right. There may be and, better ways to do things, of course. Right. But not easier. Not yeah. shorter. Yeah. But the idea that somehow you're going to get better at playing trumpet by not playing by trumpet not playing. as much is not a thing. No. Nope. Everybody's hopeful. Yeah. Not even close. Not a thing. So Brian says, sprinkle it with hope. <laughs> High notes don't get better when you sprinkle them sprinkle. with hope. <laughs> hacks, hawking hacks. <laughs> hacks, Brian, hawking hacks. That's it. I'm, that's what I'm taking away today. H cubed. Awesome. There it is. Wow. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and look out for those myths of hacks and hacks, hawking hacks. That's the worst part. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.